You're very welcome to this, the Joy of Aquascaping podcast. This is episode two, and today we're going to be talking about something which is, you know, I get asked about all the time on all of my social media. That's what do I feed my goldfish and how do I feed my goldfish? And also, what are what are safe foods for goldfish? I get about asked about this all the time, So I, and I just thought this would be a good topic because... This time of year, warm water, goldfish are just absolutely ravenous and um, they need lots to eat. So let's take a look at what and how to feed goldfish on the Joy of Aquascaping podcast. So guys, first of all, I want to thank everybody who listened to last week's episode and apologize for the absolutely atrocious audio. So what happened was... I'd been talking about doing this podcast for literally years, but I always just was inclined to back away from it when I thought about all of the work that was involved in in the distribution. And I know a lot of people listen to podcasts across a lot of different podcast providers now. Back last time I'd done podcasts years ago for my photography channel, it was just kind of iTunes and that was it really and SoundCloud. But now there's so many vendors and I just, it it just gave me anxiety and I was like, no, I can't do it. So when I heard about Anchor, I was like, right, I'm going to give that a go. And I literally did that that day. I was sitting there and I had 20% battery left on my phone. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make, I'm going to make a podcast. It's happening here and now done and dusted. So I just recorded the audio on my phone in the fish room surrounded by aquariums and air pumps and I am so sorry about the really terrible audio but we're out there it's done we're live we've got the podcast and onwards and upwards so this week I'm I'm hoping to improve the audio quality just a bit and I hope it sounds a little bit better but certainly um one thing that I I've got in my area is is a lot of background noise I live in a kind of a built up enough area with a, with, and it's very hard for me to get good audio quality when it's really really quiet and um, there's always some background sound so I've added in just a little bit of background music and um, went down at went outside at 3am and I recorded some pond sounds and I went on to music maker jam and I added a little bit of kind of metallic music and I just have that gently in the background and if you're wondering why, it's it's basically to cover the sounds of dogs barking <laughs> constantly. So if you think it's kind of weird that there's music, I, I hope you like it. I'm not really a musician, so um but if you think it's weird, sorry guys, it's um it's kind of a it's kind of a cover up. It's a little a little band-aid, a little patch that's going over that horrendous audio that I have got going on in the background a lot of the time. So that's why we've got that little bit of background music there. Hopefully you find it soothing and not too distracting. So this week, I hope the audio quality is a little bit better. And again, thank you to everybody who listened to the last episode, Feeding Goldfish. It might be one that I go back and cover in a little bit more detail in the future. But yeah, 20% battery, got the audio done and dusted, on the phone, uploaded. And yeah, like I said, not, not the best audio quality at all, but really appreciate everybody who stuck through. And yeah, I think this week, hopefully... Um, the audio quality is going to be that little bit better. We'll try and make improvements all the time. We're young. We'll get there. It's early days. And like that, because I am using Anchor, if you go to Anchor and the joy of aquascaping, you guys can leave me voice messages 
which if you've got any questions, I can include them in the podcast here, which would be awesome. And yeah, it means that we can cover more things and make sure that this is of more benefit to everybody. So guys, before I get stuck in, I just want to do a couple of quick shout outs to uh, everybody who responded back to my Instagram post where I asked, what would you guys like to listen to or hear on the podcast? So, okay, goalies, um, they said how to start a pond outside for goldfish similar to my pond. Now, I assume that refers to the heated fancy goldfish pond, in which case I will absolutely do that. I've done a couple of videos on my YouTube channel, which kind of talk a little bit more in depth about that pond. But I know when I set that up, it's a raised, heated, fancy goldfish pond. Uh, for gardeners, my temperate zone is 9B, so it gets cold for a long period of time over the winter. And, you know, uh, there was no resources there for me when I was setting it up. So I know how hard it is to find that information. It can be an absolute nightmare. So I will absolutely do a podcast on the heated fancy goldfish pond, going over the materials, what I use, some tips, all that kind of stuff. Definitely. Gidget Laurie, butterflies, cool facts about goldfish. I will do my best to include one in every single episode. Uh, Shrimp UA, fish, absolutely. We're going to talk about fish a lot. Chrissy Barrett, fish growth and when growth. Now, I think that's actually a really interesting subject. In my experience, they're related to each other. And I think it's something that is related to a degree to feeding. But in terms of a misconception, a lot of people think that feeding goldfish will help develop really serious wing growth. Whereas in my experience, it's less about the feed and more about the water. And like that, in my experience, goldfish are usually either growing their body at one time or their wen at one time, but not necessarily both at the same time. But that's just my experience. So I'll definitely talk about that in a future episode. Definitely. What else have we got? We've got Stan Weckerink breeding quarries yeah absolutely i'd love to do an episode on quarries and um, my panda quarries are breeding at the moment they're having a great time or at least they were recently and i've got a bunch of babies which is really cool and baby panda quarries are like literally the cutest things they're amazing colleen taking care of guppies now, colleen i know you're a pro at this already but i will definitely do an episode on guppies in the future because guppies are a, an amazing fish i absolutely love them i love live bearers and you know, there's a lot of interesting facts about them, and a lot of them are actually endangered as well. The regions where they come from, uh, intermixing the species. So, yeah, they're, it's a really interesting topic, Guppy, so definitely I'd like to cover that. Desert palm plants, algae control. Now, I love algae, and I hate algae, and I love it, and I hate and it's a nightmare, but it's brilliant. It's a superfood for goldfish, but it can be an absolute plague as well. So, definitely it's something I'm going to cover, because whether you've got planted tanks or you've got regular tanks, or if you've got ponds, whatever you've got, algae's probably inevitably going to be an issue for you until you get, like, super high-tech and get super balanced, and they can just all of a sudden come, and it can be a nightmare, and yeah, definitely loads of stuff to talk about on algae for sure. Um, goldfish, water piggies, goldfish breeding, and babies. Now, I covered a little bit about raising goldfish fry in the first episode with the really bad audio quality, so... I appreciate if you don't have to listen to that, but I did cover a good bit of it, and I've got some YouTube videos as well, but goldfish breeding, that's something that I know I'm, I'm really interested in as well, you've got a couple of different ways you can breed goldfish, so definitely that's something I'd love to love to cover in the future, and um, yeah, so really, really appreciate guys, all the feedback, some, definitely some great topics there that I would be interested in covering 
in future episodes. So just want to say thanks to everybody who's responded and everybody who's interacted with the podcast so far. Much appreciated. Today, I think the first thing we're going to do is, because this is a deep dive, before we start looking at the food we're going to feed our goldfish, let's have a little bit of a look into your goldfish's digestive system. Where this food is going, what way your goldfish consume it, use it, and excrete it. And that way, when we start talking about what we're putting into the goldfish, it will make a little bit more sense, I feel, because you know where it's going and how your goldfish is actually using it because goldfish their digestive system a little bit different from ours let's talk about our goldfish's digestive system so let's look at your goldfish's digestive tract what it is what are the parts of it what do they do and i think that will definitely help us to understand what's going on so that you know we know what the food we're putting into our goldfish where it's going and what's actually happening to it and i think that's really important so the first thing in your goldfish's digestive system is going to be its mouth. The food has to get in there somewhere, so it goes in the mouth. Your goldfish will suck in food through its mouth, will hold it in its mouth while it pushes extra water, all that extra water that it got with, with the food, out of its gills. Now, there's no teeth there, there's no risk of being bitten by your goldfish and getting little bite marks or anything because there's no teeth in your goldfish's mouth. It's literally just to grab that food by sucking it in, hold onto it while that extra water gets pushed out. At this point, the food will be passed back into your goldfish's pharynx and that's where your goldfish's teeth are located. They're little pharyngeal teeth, they're called pharyngeal teeth. They're like human molars. They're very similar to human molars but they're kind of long and they, instead of two sets pushing against each other, they have one set that pushes against a hard kind of nub on the roof of their mouth and that's what breaks down the food. And by breaking down the food, similar to what we do with our teeth, it makes it easier for their system to digest it because if you just break up food, it won't digest. You need to add extra things into it. And that happens at the next stage of our goldfish. But in the pharynx, which is kind of similar to the goldfish's throat, that's where their teeth are. They'll break that food down and that will then be passed back into the esophagus. Now, by the time it gets here, there's still quite a bit of extra water, which your fish don't need. They do not need to consume lots of water with their food. So that gets squeezed out by the esophagus which is also lined with taste buds. So the, the esophagus is where they're kind of really tasting their food. The esophagus also adds in mucus, which helps all of that broken down food just pass through your fish's system easier. So adds in extra mucus. And sometimes you'll see that, sometimes your goldfish will kind of poop mucus and kind of clear mucus as they're clearing themselves out. But it, it does add in mucus now at this point. That just helps things move really nice and easily. This is an important point in your goldfish's digestive system because this is around where the, your goldfish's swim bladder is located. That swim bladder is not part of your goldfish's digestive system. It just happens to be on this part of your goldfish where that's located. We're not going to get into swim bladder now because it's not part of the digestive system, but being linked to the esophagus means that your goldfish's digestive system can have an effect on it. It's really important. And there are some kind of misconceptions there in relation to feeding and swim bladder that we just need to kind of look at and kind of clarify a little bit because a lot of fish keepers know that feeding and swim bladder, they can be related, but don't necessarily know why. The esophagus is where they're linked up, but we'll definitely, we'll, we're going to cover swim bladder later on. So at this point, your goldfish, they're tasting the food. It's been broken down. There's extra water being squeezed out of it. 
and they are adding mucus in to help things move smoothly. So there's a good bit going on at this point. Also at this point, you've got the gallbladder, which secretes bile, which breaks down fats. So the fats in the food need to be broken down, and bile is added by the gallbladder at this point to do that. That's mixed in. Also at this point, you've got the pancreas. Now the pancreas release enzymes, and they're what breaks down the carbohydrates into useful sugars and glucose. So let's step away from goldfish at the moment. Get a piece of food, don't actually do this, but if you were to do this, get a piece of food and mash it up and put it on a table and leave it. It would not digest, it would just rot. That's why things like the enzymes and bile are added in. If you take that same piece of food and you cover it with enzymes and bile, it'd be pretty nasty, but it would begin to digest. It wouldn't just rot, so it wouldn't give off those nasty rotten gases and go all fungusy and go all disgusting like that. It would begin to digest, break down, and become a more simple version of itself in terms of the carbohydrates would get broken down and they become used for sugars. And we're going to talk about all that stuff later on, but that's digestion. So just crushing something up isn't enough. Your goldfish have to be able to add in the enzymes to break it down. Now enzymes. They're specific to certain things, so not it's not just there is an enzyme which breaks down everything. Different enzymes break down different types of carbohydrates and constituents in the food. Different fish will have different enzymes. Your goldfish is an omnivore, so it will have enzymes that will break down plant and animal proteins. And Not every fish can break down everything, and in my experience, not every goldfish seems to be able to break down everything that other goldfish can break down. So remember your goldfish, they're individuals and bear that in mind at all times because as we're talking about stuff later on, you'll feel, hang on, my goldfish, he's not really like that or she's not really like that. They Things can be individual, the exact same as they are in people. So this is again, just talking about things overall. So your gallbladder has added in bile and that's breaking down fats. The pancreas have added in enzymes, that's beginning to break down carbohydrates and then the food enters the intestinal bulb. The intestinal bulb would definitely not a stomach. It's not an area where acids are getting added and things are getting broken down before it moves into the rest of our digestive system. This is the rest of the digestive system. The stomach does not exist there. It can expand up to about four times its original size. So your goldfish, it means that they can hold on to a little bit of extra food. Now, remember, this is a simple system. That food hasn't been broken down really heavily by acids and things like our stomach has hasn't been broken down to that point. So when you put that food into them, it can only break things down at a certain rate. So if you're filling that system up to four times its original size, it's gonna get bloated and it may be uncomfortable for your fish. This area, the intestinal bulb, that is lined with cells which secrete enzymes. And that also helps break down the food that we're feeding our goldfish as well into those simple sugars that your goldfish can use for energy. And so that it can pull out nutrients and the cell walls are going to take in those nutrients and at that point then it's going to move into the caudal intestine. Now this is the last part of your goldfish's digestive tract and it's the part that's linked to its anus. So it's the part that it's, the food's going to be in before it gets pooped out. Now the caudal intestine does not swell to four times its original size. So if you can imagine if you fill up your goldfish and their intestinal bulb is absolutely swollen with food, they can't pass that all out at that rate you'll just essentially have food sitting there four times longer than it necessarily needs to be. So that's why I tend not to overfeed my goldfish. We'll get into that later on. But in the caudal intestine, this last part of your goldfish's digestive tract, 
It's not capable of expanding, but what it does is it absorbs proteins before your goldfish passes the food out then as waste. So now we know what's going on inside of our goldfish, where the food's going. You've got your mouth, sucks in food, holds onto it, water gets expelled through the gills. Got the pharynx, that's where the pharyngeal teeth are located. That breaks up the food and passes the food back into the esophagus. That's where excess water squeezed out. You've got mucus added in. Your goldfish's taste buds are here, they're tasting the food. And this is where, this is the area where the swim bladder is linked to. Also, you've got your gallbladder adding in bile, breaking down fats. And you've got your pancreas adding in enzymes to break down the rest of the food. You've got your intestinal bulb. That's where the food is kind of sitting, it's kind of sitting, it swells a little bit, up to four times its size. Try not to do that though if you can. And that's all lined with cells which secrete enzymes and that's going to be absorbing things like carbohydrates and breaking them all down. Caudal intestine doesn't swell, but that is an area that absorbs proteins before it's passed, the waste is passed out of your fish. So that's inside your fish. We mentioned a couple of things there. We mentioned fats, we mentioned proteins, we mentioned carbohydrates. Let's look into those and what we know about how they work in your goldfish's body because food is these things. So, you know, the feed that we're giving our goldfish is just carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and um, lipids, minerals, vitamins, that's food. So let's look at what that is. We'll do a little bit of a deep dive on these things because if you know about them already and you have you know, an awareness of nutrition, even in people, that's brilliant. That's going to help you out because a lot of the functions work similar in goldfish to the way they would with us, but there's some areas that we haven't got full understanding of. So there are certain things that we need to kind of, we need to look at and assess. And let's look into that now. Let's look into the different parts of food, which comprise of our goldfish diet. Okay. So now we know about your goldfish digestive system what way the food enters and what way it moves through it. Now let's look at the food. What we're trying to do is give our goldfish a nutritionally balanced diet. We need to make sure it gets all of the things that it needs in its food so that its bodily functions can perform properly and that it is healthy and well, it's growing, it's got a healthy immune system. And for that, it needs a nutritionally balanced diet. Now that nutrition, it's in food, but we need to make sure that we're using the right foods and getting the right stuff into the goldfish to make sure everything is covered. Because if part of its nutritional needs aren't being met, it will end up deficient. That's not a balanced diet and your fish could end up sick. Its bodily functions, they might not work properly. Growth might be stunted. It's not good. So we need to make sure we're getting everything into that fish that we need. Now, there's a couple of things that we're gonna talk about. The first one is protein. Protein is essential for goldfish growth. It's essential for growth, full stop. Every cell contains protein. In the human body, about 20% of our body is made up of protein. And that's why, if you're familiar with nutrition in humans, there's a lot of talk of protein when it comes to like bodybuilding and stuff like that. It's because we need protein for cell repair and to grow new cells. It's really important. Now, protein, when it's broken down in the body, turns into amino acids. And amino acids, there's two types, essentially. We've got our essential ones, which need to be brought in through food, and our non-essential ones, which the body can kind of generate itself. Now, those essential amino acids, they're what your goldfish is breaking that protein into so that it, it can grow cells, repair cells, and amino acids are required, essentially, for all metabolic functions. So 
really essential that your goldfish gets the protein levels that it need otherwise as you can imagine growth would be stunted given that it's essential for growth you can imagine how important protein is in the early stages of your goldfish's development when it's grown super fast if you've ever raised baby goldfish or if you've ever seen fry grown up you'll know how quickly goldfish grow it's absolutely insane how fast they grow so they need lots and lots and lots of protein now there's two types of protein you've got your animal proteins and your plant proteins and what we're going to do with our goldfish because they are an omnivore we want to get a mix of those two things particularly when they're young and make sure that when we're looking at our goldfish food if you pick it up and you read the pack it will show the protein content you're going to want to try get 60 percent protein into your goldfish's diet it's the most important part because there's so much growth going on it's the most important part of the feed at that point is protein now there's other areas in your goldfish's life cycle where it's going to need lots of protein when it's when it's an adult if you've got a female goldfish that's breeding she's going to be producing thousands of eggs potentially that's a lot of energy that her body has to put into growth and development it might not be her body that's grown on development but her body has to provide the energy for all of those cells to grow so that needs extra protein there as well baby goldfish young goldfish i tend to feed them about 60 percent protein in their diet and that is that's going to fuel that really good growth and development because if you don't give them the protein they need they can suffer from developmental issues now we're going to get into the foods that i feed for these specific aspects later but protein it's so essential for goldfish growth as your goldfish get older and you're not growing them on you're just maintaining your goldfish or you, you might be grooming them at the start and get them nice and big and then you're maintaining your more adult goldfish at that point you can reduce down the protein a bit in the diet to between 30 and 50 percent thereabouts now like i said if the if they look like they're breeding i tend to add more protein into the diet we're gonna go for perhaps more plant-based proteins in your adult goldfish because that's more akin to the diet that they'll be eating in the wild they'll be eating insects but they'll be eating a lot of plants and roots and leaves and that'll be a lot of what they eat so to mimic that we're going to try get lots of plant proteins into their diet then as they get older and we're maintaining them like i said as your female she is producing eggs and stuff we want to get lots more protein in like that because protein helps with cell repair for a couple of days even a week after breeding i tend to keep that protein level up and make sure that the females particularly have access to a good level of protein in their diet because they're going to get pretty beaten up by the males and they're going to need to recover um, as the males are kind of batting on them and knocking the eggs out so I like to keep the protein levels high so that their body all those cells can repair themselves what they need is there and readily available now that we we've got protein covered let's talk a little bit about carbohydrates carbohydrates or carbs they are energy they provide energy and fuel for your goldfish and they are a really important part of your goldfish's diet but the thing is we don't actually know as much about the function of carbohydrates in goldfish as we do say for example about proteins because it's a little bit harder to understand because think about humans we're a bipedal animal so we walk around on two legs so the minute we get up in the morning we stand up we're consuming energy your goldfish can just float it doesn't need to consume energy to be kind of at rest and moving around it doesn't require a lot of energy for your goldfish generally anyway if you look at them they can be pretty lazy little tiny flap of a small fin can be enough to get it where it's going 
we we use a lot of energy moving around and the other thing is your goldfish is quite happy sitting there at the temperature that the water is even if it's cool that requires no energy we require energy to heat our bodies and keep it at the temperature we're at we're warm-blooded they're cold-blooded and it means that they don't need energy for that function but regardless your goldfish does consume energy and anybody who is a goldfish knows that they can zoom around they can go crazy and carbohydrates are really important for providing energy and because it's not as well understood though it's harder to say what percentage of carbohydrates should be in your goldfish's food and if you look at the back of a packet of goldfish food you might notice there's a lot of stuff listed but generally carbohydrates they're not listed some food will but a lot of foods don't and if you take the percentage of all of those other parts of the food the proteins the fats the crude ash all the different things and you add them together they're rarely 100 percent usually the remainder is carbohydrates now another thing that carbohydrates do is that they free up proteins so that they can be stored as fat reserves and energy reserves particularly important for goldfish which are overwintering like my common bodied goldfish my comets my shabunkins they are out in an unheated goldfish pond and they don't get fed perhaps from october all the way through till march now that that sounds crazy how could they not get fed well it's because their body uses so little energy and that energy is in their fats in their energy reserves and it's important that carbohydrates free up proteins to help build those up and they're that they're not just fat reserves that are created from very simple sugars now simple sugars are one of the types of carbohydrates think about sweet food sugary food we know if we eat a lot of it we can put on fat and that will happen very quickly in your goldfish as well so sweet sugary foods not as good for your goldfish much better for your goldfish are foods which contain complex carbohydrates and digestible carbohydrates and also indigestible ones which are fiber but we're going to talk about fiber separately a little bit later on because it is a really important part of your goldfish's diet and something which is generally listed on your goldfish's food so complex carbohydrates and digestible carbohydrates they're going to be broken down they're going to free up proteins they're going to be used as energy goldfish are omnivores and they'll eat both plant and animal matter now not all plants will be as easily digestible for your goldfish as others and they're going to be your more complex carbohydrates when you're feeding leafy greens which have got more complex carbohydrates in them which are a great source of food for your goldfish think about leaves which are just a bit more kind of fibery and even like a, a kind of a tougher spinach leaf it's going to be a little bit harder for your goldfish to break it down they'll chew it up a bit they'll they'll that's all but it might be difficult for their body to actually break it all down now the enzymes working away on it and getting all that energy out of it by breaking down the carbohydrates they need to be able to really break that down and in complex carbohydrates it's more difficult they don't break down as readily so they don't get turned into energy quite as easily and in that case what can be really useful just like ourselves is actually cook the food a little bit and you can do this by blanching your veggies so if you're feeding veggies which are a little bit more complex in their carbohydrates and your goldfish aren't really eating them as much and you want to get a bit more of that into them throw them into some boiling water what i do is i'll boil some water and then i will throw the leaves into it and it will just break them down and by breaking down those complex carbohydrates a bit it makes them easier to digest 
and it means your fish can get more nutrients out of them as they're passing through their system. We're essentially helping their digestive system a little bit just with breaking down the food. Now that would happen kind of in a way in the wild for them because they would come across kind of more plant matter which was dead and as that plant matter is dead and decaying it will become easier to digest as the cell walls are dying and breaking down and the components of that so those complex carbohydrates to kind of become a little bit less complex in terms of of their makeup and easier for your goldfish to digest so we're kind of replicating that a little bit by kind of putting them in some boiling water and letting them just kind of blanch away in there cook down a little bit and it can be a way of really helping get complex carbohydrates into a more digestible form for your goldfish now we mentioned sugars and simple sugars it's really important with simple sugars that your goldfish don't get too much they don't need them they wouldn't exist in their diet normally you know whereas they may get access to some berries and stuff like that perhaps in the wild that end up in rivers and lakes and stuff they wouldn't be a normal part of their feed so they wouldn't be it's not something that their bodies are used to and like us they'll build up fat reserves quite quickly and it can be it can be detrimental to their health so really important when you're looking at carbohydrates that there isn't too many simple sugars but you want your digestible ones and you want your complex ones and you can help those complex ones get broken down a little bit just by blanching that food adding a little bit to some boiling water letting it cool down cooking it partially and that's going to really help your goldfish just get the most in terms of the carbohydrate makeup from that food that it can Fats and lipids are an essential part of your goldfish's diet. Long chain fatty acids are an important energy source and if glucose is unavailable, which your, your goldfish should be getting when it's breaking down carbohydrates, if that glucose is unavailable, fatty acids can jump in and, and act as a backup energy source. So like in our bodies, fats act as an energy reserve. So it's really important that they do have some of those and they are available. And the thing about goldfish who don't eat for months at a time over winter, they need that if they're not going to be able to eat. And when the water is below 10 degrees, they're not going to be able to eat and break down food because the enzymes and bacteria are in the gut. They won't be active. So if you get food into them, it won't be, they won't be able to digest it, which means that it could end up rotting in their stomach. And particularly animal proteins and animal matter, they get that into their stomach and that doesn't get broken down which it can't because again the bacteria and enzymes they're not working and the metabolic systems are so slow it's moving through your goldfish at such a slow pace in that cold weather it'll rot it won't absorb the energy it won't absorb the nutrients that food can rot and your goldfish can end up upside down and ruptured with gas and it can be really awful really awful and it can suffer from kind of toxic shock because as that rots in the stomach it's releasing essentially poisons into your goldfish's system so fats and lipids really important for building up those energy reserves and they also have an important role around kind of breeding time in many fish so particularly female goldfish tend to benefit from an increased amount of fats and lipids in their diet um, and it should can it should be about five to ten percent of your goldfish's diet and that's what they need for cell growth and to just to maintain energy reserves and fats are important for cell growth because they are an important part of building blocks for cell structures and different things in your goldfish's body so really important that your goldfish has the correct amount of fats and lipids around five to ten percent of your goldfish's diet so as we mentioned before fiber is an indigestible form of carbohydrate and it is found in plants it's found in fruits 
vegetables, grains and legumes. And what it does is it helps your fish feel full up and it also keeps them feeling fuller for longer. So it's really, it's a really good way of kind of making our fish feel satisfied and full. But the other thing that it does is it helps to clear them out and makes for a healthier digestive tract. We talked a little bit earlier on about your goldfish's digestive system, particularly in fancy goldfish with kind of egg-shaped bodies. They have the same digestive tract as a regular goldfish, but squashed into a shorter distance. So what it means is it has to do more kind of steep curves within the body. And as a simple digestive tract, it means that there's areas where the food can now get caught up. So, and little corners where food can just get stuck. If you've got fiber and that's getting covered in mucus, that can slide through and that can push out that bit of food that's got stuck there. So if you've got some food that's stuck inside the goldfish going nasty, well, your fiber is going to help push that out. It's going to clear it out and that's not going to get broken down. So that won't rot in your fish's body the way certain types of food can. So it's a really important part of your goldfish's diet. Now, fiber can alleviate issues related to swim bladder. Now, issues related to swim bladder, not the swim bladder itself, but issues related to swim bladder. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. So if you can imagine food getting blocked up inside your goldfish, that's going to reach the esophagus. Like there's going to be a blockage all the way up and the food can't go anywhere. And remember, your goldfish's swim bladder is attached to the esophagus that's really important to remember at this point so we need for fiber to be in the diet to help clear things out and the other thing is it'll prevent bits of food waste from getting caught up and rotting and becoming gaseous and prevent gas buildup and floating issues further down your goldfish's digestive tract peas are often known as an as an excellent source of fiber all leafy greens and pretty much everything which contains your carbohydrates will have fiber in it so like i said plants fruits vegetables grains legumes they'll all have fibers in them if you're feeding peas and things like that make sure that you de-shell them so peas and beans they they'll have a shell on them remove it remove that shell because that's not fiber that's just completely indigestible and that in itself can cause blockages so remove that because the other thing about peas is they've actually got lots of other nutrition in them which the the goldfish will not be able to get at if the shells are on the food. So fibers preventing food from getting stuck and rotting in your goldfish's system. And it's also going to make them feel fuller for longer, which is awesome. It means that they're not constantly up looking for food and, and just stops them from feeling hungry. And let's face it, nobody wants to feel that way all the time. So it's a really important part of your goldfish's diet. Vitamins and minerals are as an essential part of your goldfish's diet as they are with ours. And if they don't have all of the vitamins and minerals that they need, they will become sick. Their immune system will be compromised. Their bodily functions won't work properly and they can they can get really, really sick and in fact die. So it's really important that they have all of the vitamins and minerals that they need in their food, which we're giving them. Now, the vitamins that your goldfish require, there's two types of vitamins, essentially. You've got your water-soluble vitamins and you've got your fat-soluble vitamins. Water-soluble vitamins they include um, a number of different vitamins such as B vitamins, um, vitamin B7, B9, B3, B5, B2, B1, B6, B12. Uh, vitamin C is also water soluble and they're vitamins that goldfish have to have. And goldfish, unlike a lot of other fish, are incapable of 
producing vitamin C themselves. Some goldfish can kind of just produce vitamin C, but goldfish do need it added into their diet. And what's important about water-soluble vitamins is you can't really overdose your goldfish on them. It's very hard to because what they don't absorb will be excreted back out through their waste. And they have many tasks within their goldfish's body. They are, they're some of the most important parts of food because they allow energy to be freed up from the rest of the food. You've got B vitamins. They're really important in working with enzymes to release energy from food because your goldfish, when we're feeding them, they need to be able to get that energy and nutrients out of it. So they're going to help enzymes break that food down to a point where it can actually use up the energy and things like thiamine and riboflavin they engage with energy production as well so it's it's really important that they have those vitamins so that they can absorb the energy because a sick goldfish they're already feeling bad they're not getting the vitamins they need they're going to find it harder to get the energy out of food so it just compounds the effects of a poor diet the other thing that they'll do is they'll they'll help build proteins and cells as well things like folic acid and B6 and B12, they metabolize amino acids. So when your protein gets broken down into all of these amino acids, which we talked about earlier on, um, all of the essential amino acids, that needs to be turned back into things in your goldfish's body, like proteins and cell walls and things like that. So your vitamins are going to help with that. Water-soluble vitamins, they can stay in the body for long periods of time, but you don't need to worry about overdosing those in food generally because you can't really overdose your goldfish with water soluble vitamins just from feeding them you'd have to be adding in lots and lots of vitamin supplements which you're not going to do you don't need to do if you have a balanced diet you don't actually need to add vitamins into it because the vitamins will be in the food naturally the other thing that we have like we said is fat soluble vitamins now like i said they will be stored in fat and they can actually reach toxic levels within your goldfish's body because your goldfish can't excrete them they'll be stored in your goldfish's body fats these are kind of time release vitamins that we want them to be stored in fats because think of things like um, vitamin d so that is something which we as people we get from the sunlight and over the winter we need that and it's not available to us in areas like ireland where i am over the winter there's sunlight doesn't provide vitamin d no also can be provided in food we build that up in fat reserves in our body so that we can use that over winter your goldfish they need vitamin d that we want that in their fat reserves but you can have too much of it and vitamins a d e and k they're all fat soluble vitamins which we can overdose our goldfish with. So if you're constantly putting vitamin supplements into your goldfish's food, well, the water-soluble stuff, no problem. It's going to excrete those. But the fat-soluble vitamins, they're building up. And that is not something which is necessary. Now, they are necessary for functions. Absolutely, really important because they're going to help build up bones and skin and eyes and their gut and their nervous system and all these things within their body so they're really really important but it's important that they don't build up to toxic levels because if we're overfeeding vitamins by throwing in vitamin supplements into all our goldfish food well they're going to build up 
in a way that they wouldn't naturally build up in your goldfish's diet. So, um, and and they're also like vitamin E is an antioxidant as well. It's a really important thing in your goldfish's body to help protect it and its immune system. And these are just things that, which are really really important. Um, and they interact with each other. So if you don't have vitamin E, they're not going to be able to absorb vitamin A and all these different things. So. Again, really important that they have these, but they're going to get them naturally through a balanced diet. They don't need to be overloaded through vitamin supplements. We also have minerals, which are super important. Your goldfish need them for things like osmoregulation. Now, that's the balance of water between outside and inside of your goldfish's body, particularly its cells. So if you can imagine the, the cell in your goldfish body, that has a lot of stuff going on in it. That's got different things inside it. So that's not just water, that's water with with components in it. Now the water on the other side of that cell membrane that's in, that's the water that your fish is swimming in, that doesn't really have much going on in it. That doesn't have parts in, it's not a solution of different things. And what it's trying to do is, it wants to equalize. So it's actually trying to find its way through the cell membrane into that cell and dilute it. And that's osmosis. And it's something that, goldfish living in water and all fish living in water and all animals living in water have to contend with so your goldfish that's why in their esophagus they are squeezing out excess water they don't need that because their body has an ingress of water coming in all of the time which needs to be removed and that needs to be flushed out and their kidneys will do that with osmoregulation there's water constantly making its way in the kidneys are having to work and function to remove that water from your goldfish's system. If they don't do that, your goldfish can have serious issues where fluid builds up inside their body. We're not going to get into that now, but that's something that we'll cover in a future episode. And they look like pine cones, and that is something that you want to you don't want with your goldfish. So they're already having all this water trying to make its way into their system, and they need their osmotic regulation to be absolutely super your minerals are important for bone development they're important for cell development they're important for gas exchange muscle development think about it things like calcium and phosphorus magnesium iron all these things which are important in our diet they're equally as important in your goldfish's diet and major minerals they they travel through the body in various ways so different things like potassium or absorbed quite readily normally into the bloodstream whereas calcium is more fat soluble like like a vitamin um, and it requires kind of a carrier to transport it around the body but these are really important things for the building blocks these are what things in your goldfish's body are made of um, so sodium salts and chlorides and potassium they're also really important in the regulation of water in the body and osmoregulation another part of it that's really 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 important in your goldfish and like like that phosphorus magnesium calcium all important for bones and different things like that and think about all your go your goldfish the scales and cell repair minerals are what's going to be making up an awful lot of this now there's going to be some more trace minerals which are really important for your goldfish as well things like iron and iodine uh, copper which we know we definitely don't want in the water but really important that we get things like that in our goldfish's food and molybdenum selenium manganese zinc these are all really important and these like iron is quite well known because that allows oxygen to be carried in blood throughout the body same as in humans so people can have iron deficiencies and they can be anemic we need 
things like iron in our goldfish's diet for the same reasons. Things like fluoride, they help create and strengthen bones. Um, zinc is going to help ward off things like blood clots and things like that. And copper is essential for the form of certain enzymes and stuff as well. Um, it helps metabolize iron, uh, create creation of hemoglobin, which carries oxygen in the blood. So really really important to have all of the vitamins and minerals that are required in your goldfish's diet there and it's something that you quite often see on the back of your goldfish food is a list of the vitamins and minerals that should that should be significant that should it there's a lot of stuff that should be there and if you don't see vitamins and minerals listed might not be a good sign so you want to see those listed so that we know that we're definitely getting those into the goldfish but again most feeds will contain a lot of these things and a lot of the kind of natural foods that we can feed in the diet to our goldfish leafy greens and things like that they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of this stuff in them so it's gonna help balance things and make sure that we're getting all of the nutritional needs in terms of vitamins and minerals covered for our goldfish that's that's something that we can do just by giving them a very kind of natural diet then as well Now, one thing that I think that we should also discuss really quickly while we're speaking about vitamins and minerals is oxalic acid. Now, oxalic acid is found in things like spinach, green beans, beets, Swiss chard, collards, eggplants, sweet potatoes, blueberries, raspberries, wheat products, especially bran, and certain nuts. Now, oxalic acid can bind to things like iron as well as other minerals which can actually make our goldfish deficient in these even in what looks like a really nutritionally well-balanced diet you could be feeding them all of the iron and other minerals that they need and other nutrients that they need and they might not be getting them because they can't absorb them oxalic acid binds to them and change them to a form where the body can't absorb them so they're of no use they're just going to be excreted they'll be passed out so if you're feeding your goldfish a lot of leafy greens try not to make it too much by way of collards and 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 spinach and green beans and stuff like that because they're going to cause issues in the long term if you've got a lot of those now i i do feed spinach in small amounts like ourselves everything in moderation everything in moderation so you're you're not going to give them a nutrient deficiency by feeding a lot of different things in small amounts so oxalic acid really important to note don't feed them too much of any one thing generally but things like spinach and stuff like that and eggplants and sweet potatoes and collards and blueberries and raspberries things that you don't want to be giving them too much of at all So when it comes to goldfish safe foods that we can feed and supplement into kind of store-bought foods and things like that if we're going to make up our own homemade mix of foods it's like ourselves there's a lot of stuff that's safe but we need to eat everything in moderation goldfish the very same these foods might be safe but they need to be fed in moderation and like i said before i'm going to say it again i don't think enough people talk about this with goldfish they're individuals they're going to have specific needs there's going to be you might have one goldfish that will eat everything and another goldfish that will have issues with everything and you can be very hard to find out you know what they need get the best things into their diet so everything in moderation play with the foods as in 
mix them up and change things until you find what works really well for your fish and you know what guys sometimes i found i need to separate fish i need to move fish away from each other because i can't feed two different fish both the the diets that they need in the same tank so it's not all there's no food is going to be like suitable for every single fish generally but these are a list of foods that either i have used or i know people have used that would generally be considered safe on the whole that you can try and they may or may not work for you hopefully they do but what we'd ideally like to do is create what they create a, a diet like what they'd eat in the wild it's very hard for us to do that because we don't have access to lakes and rivers and all of the different things that are in them so for me what i want to do with my goldfish is give them a diet which has all of the nutrition that their natural diet would that's what i think is really important so a lot of people will say oh but they wouldn't eat that naturally well i would never naturally eat a banana because i live in ireland but i have access to bananas and they don't do me any harm it's and they give me good nutrients and they can supplement my nutritional needs at certain times of the year you know they're good for me that's grand your goldfish are the very same there's going to be certain things that we they wouldn't have access to in the wild but because we're depriving them of those things there are other feeds that we can use to get that nutrition into them so as long as their system is is safely able to digest it break it down use and absorb it i'm happy with that i'm fine with that because it's not causing issues and it's keeping them healthy so where we don't provide necessarily the natural diet we want to make sure it's balanced so the first type of food that i want to talk about is is frozen foods live foods your goldfish will break them into the, those essential amino acids and they're things which can be really specifically useful in times of growth young goldfish and 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 breeding females and stuff but there are some aspects of them that i think are important to know about if you're going to feed because essentially with all of these things you're either putting a live or dead animal into the tank and that will decompose in a way that's different from the way plants decompose so you need to be you need to be kind of strict with yourself and the way you're operating and cleaning and your your husbandry and maintenance that all needs to be done in a certain way if you're going to feed certain types of meaty foods now the first food i'm going to discuss is brine shrimp baby brine shrimp are for me the first food i will give my baby goldfish i talked about raising baby goldfish in the last episode and again awful audio but if you can stomach it it's um it does explain some of of the aspects of feeding baby brine shrimp to your goldfish and i've got youtube videos and and things on how i feed so you can check those out on the joy of aquascaping but they are so packed with protein that they will fuel all of that growth at the most important stage of your baby goldfish's development now would a baby goldfish have access to brine shrimp in the wild no absolutely not brine shrimp come from kind of salty lakes and stuff like that you, they're not going to have access to them they come from salty and brackish water your goldfish not so much so they're not going to have access to them but they are a complete superfood and they will give your baby goldfish the absolute best start in life and um, you grow them on a bit you now uh, people who are a little bit older might remember water monkeys that's a brine shrimp and as you grow them on they get a little bit bigger and you can feed them to slightly bigger goldfish as well really big goldfish tend not to be maybe as bothered but brine shrimp are an absolute superfood you can get them as eggs you can hatch them the eggs last for essentially years really simple process and they're going to be a superfood for your baby goldfish next food that you can feed then is 
Daphnia. Now, Daphnia, you can grow them on again. You can have a Daphnia culture. Guys, you can grow on both of these as free foods after, you know, purchasing the original purchase because by the time you've got the, you know, the live culture going and you're feeding, they will have paid for themselves so many times over. You can grow them in cultures and Daphnia as well as brine shrimp they will produce their own eggs and they produce their own young and you can you can maintain tanks and have these available to feed your goldfish at all times and your goldfish are gonna absolutely love them particularly small goldfish super high in protein and really good for them the other thing about them is that they're they're live food so they'll move around the tank they'll entice baby goldfish they'll make them the young goldfish really eager to try and eat them they'll chase them down they'll get them but the thing about them is they'll eventually die in the tank most likely. Now, if they die in the tank, they will begin to decompose. They'll get fungus. They'll get they'll get nasty. So you need to take them out. They need they can't just go into your filter and break down and rot in there. You're going to need to take them out. Bloodworms are another example of that. If you're feeding frozen bloodworms, really good food for your goldfish. It's loaded with protein and stuff, but they're, they're not something that you want to feed super regularly to your goldfish because they can be a little bit fatty as well and cause excess fat. Um, two effects worms. Another great food that you can feed your goldfish and you can set up as a culture and things like black worms and pretty much any earthworms, all of those different types of worms. You can set those up usually as cultures and it means then that you're not pulling stuff out of the garden because remember, if you take anything from the garden, you need to be sure that it's free from pesticides. It's very hard to tell if it has things like parasites and stuff like that in it. So... If you have your own culture, that's going to be the best. It's going to be the best because you can gut load any live food you're feeding in a culture to your goldfish, which means feeding them really good quality food and all of the vitamins and nutrients and minerals and everything in there is going to end up inside your goldfish because it's inside of the food that's breaking down. So it's a really good way of getting extra nutrients into them. Um, snails. Goldfish, will they will gorge themselves on snails. I've had baby goldfish all of a sudden realize they can eat snails and decimate an entire tank full of pond snails which had been gone around doing its bit cleaning around and and goldfish keepers should keep ornamental snails beware because your goldfish can just turn on them one day and they'll either badger them to the point where your snails end up sick or or injured or dead or they'll eat them i've seen the asteroids my tailless around suck up snails literally suck the snail clean out of the shell and just spit the shell out and going away chewing and having a great time you can see they look super satisfied delighted with themselves like they can absolutely destroy them so all goldfish will tend to eat snails if they can and then there's some other foods that we can feed like beef heart now beef heart would be one of the more lean red meats um, disc discus keepers and some other ornamental tropical fish keepers will keep will feed things like beef heart because it is quite lean it's much lower fat content and easily absorb kind of animal proteins and stuff so that's something you can feed but again guys if you're going to put meat in a tank you need to know it's a dead animal and if you don't clean it up if your goldfish don't eat it all and you don't clean it up it will go rotten and it will cause massive ammonia spikes and said can be same of fish products so um fishing crustaceans and shrimp and things like that they can be so white fish and things that aren't too oily they can they can be fed to your fish and your fish will eat them because a wild goldfish if it comes across a big dead fish it's gonna nibble on it you, you, hungry goldfish will nibble on other goldfish it's just a fact they will they're opportunistic feeders and they will eat their fish so you can feed things like white fish and 
and shrimp and different mussels and things like that but guys in moderation and make sure you clean up everything that is my that is my advice on it just make sure if they don't eat it you get it up get it gone because it will rot go disgusting go fungus and cause issues now I suppose here as well because they are essentially on products eggs I want to give a shout out to eggs because eggs can be really useful as well and um, if you hard boil an egg and use the egg yolk if you smush that up into its tiniest components now i'm talking about taking a small bit of egg yolk and absolutely mashing it in a little bit of water usually i take a little bit of water from the tank i put it in a little jar and i will mash that into a consistency where i cannot get a molecule of that egg yolk any smaller it's like a, just a yellow liquid if you put a couple of drops of that in with your fry if you don't have access to things like baby brine shrimp that is another kind of whole food which will be really good for them that they will eat now they might not eat it at first and it can take a little while for them to kind of warm to it because it's not moving around so usually what i'll do is i'll gently swish the water sometimes it's going past they'll take to it and once they do you'll see them they'll fill up their little bellies because they're see-through you'll see them going yellow and little yellow poops being produced and happy days it means your goldfish your baby goldfish are eating it can be really useful I've done it when I've had goldfish fry and I've ran out of baby brine shrimp or alternatively if your brine shrimp hatchery just for whatever reason fails on you if um if it doesn't work out like I've had an airline knocked out and not realize and come back and the baby brine shrimp weren't ready I've had me two batches on the go and I just felt it was a bit short a little bit of egg yolk a little bit of hard boiled egg yolk mushed up job done absolutely brilliant and steamed egg as well so there's a bunch of videos on and tutorials on YouTube on how to steam eggs for your goldfish really useful you can feed it in bigger chunks to more adult goldfish egg again will go absolutely rancid in a tank so guys whether it's steamed egg or egg yolk for baby goldfish i try to get every last bit of that out of there in a water change so what i'll do is i'll feed that i'll feed all of that stuff so any of those things butter worms brine shrimp definitely different types of worms and um, meaty foods and egg if i'm gonna feed stuff like that I'll be ready to do a water change like half an hour after the goldfish are finished eating, which I will definitely do because I don't want that stuff making my water really, really nasty because it will, you're you're adding a lot of animal material to decompose and just turn into ammonia. Now, let's talk about fruits. Fruits can actually be beneficial for your goldfish. Again, in moderation, like us, humans fruits they're good for us but small amounts because interfere with your goldfish's blood sugar and glucose levels so we don't want simple sugars in our goldfish to the you know to, to the best extent possible that we can manage so we don't want to be overfeeding fruits in moderation and again they can break down the water and kind of go a bit nasty so fruits that we can f feed guys every single one of these on the list i would recommend remove the skin peel it and remove any seeds from it because they're not going to be of any use for your goldfish they will not break them down and some of them are actually really dangerous for your goldfish so fruits you can feed apples bananas grapes raspberries strawberries oranges plantains pears mangoes so you can feed all those to your goldfish now one thing i'll say about fruits is any food that's high in water content so remember it's esophagus is going to squeeze out some of that water it's not going to be able to squeeze out all of the water so if you give your fish a high water content food it may end up with diarrhea it may end up with diarrhea and that is going to mean that your goldfish is not able to absorb nutrients from its food because it's going to be passed through too quickly 
and they can make your goldfish sick. So like yourselves, last thing you want, um, but like that, in moderation, skin off, seeds out, and yeah, just try and make sure that you're not feeding too much of it, guys, um, because yeah, last thing you want is a goldfish with diarrhea. Now, after fruits, something that we definitely want to look at is green vegetables. Green vegetables, for me, make up a huge part of my goldfish's diet. I think as omnivores, which eat a lot of plant matter in their adult life, it's really important to get these leafy vegetables and green vegetables into your goldfish because it's, it is replicant of their natural diet while also having all of the stuff that your goldfish needs. So it will nutritionally balance your goldfish's diet, especially if you're feeding things like lower quality goldfish foods, which may not have all of the nutritional components. If you can add in some green vegetables like what's on this list, it will go a long way if not, in fact, completing your goldfish's dietary requirements. So, first one, lettuce. A lot of people feed lettuce because it's quite easy to feed the goldfish because it'll break down quite easily and your goldfish will consume it. High in water content and not a lot of nutritional value. So, I wouldn't feed a lot of it. Yes, absolutely, it's got some nutritional value, but not as much as a lot of other leafy greens. So, I wouldn't be feeding lettuce in abundance. Now, spinach is another one that I don't feed in abundance, but I definitely do feed. Remember, spinach contains oxalic acid, which is going to reduce your goldfish's ability to absorb things like iron and other minerals and vitamins and stuff as well. So don't feed spinach in high amounts, but because it's more fibery and it's a little bit tougher, like we talked about earlier on when we were just discussing carbohydrates, you can help break down some of those by blanching or kind of slowly cooking or just leaving it in the water for a few days. It will break down over time in the water because the cells are dying and they'll they'll probably be able to pull a little bit out of the water originally but those cells won't be continuing to grow they'll start breaking down and dying but they don't rot the same way as animal proteins and animal matter does so it won't go fungus and disgusting and as it breaks down your goldfish will come along nibble and be like oh you know what this is grand and they'll be able to eat that so you can use a clip for any of these leafy vegetables and um, with a little sucker attached to it on the inside of your glass if you've got a tank that you're feeding in your goldfish they'll be able to wander up and nibble on that it'll keep that food in the one spot because it can be hard to distinguish that leaf in amongst the rest of the tank and take it out because that's going to end up dying it's not an aquatic plant it won't survive in the water and you don't want it in there long term because it's just going to continue to break down if your fish aren't eating it so putting it up front and center with a little little clip can be really it can be fun as well because you can see the goldfish coming over and eating it so that's really good and um, sweet potatoes again something that we don't want to be feeding in too high an amount and um, but something that your goldfish can eat cook it up and um, pumpkin's the same cauliflower and broccoli the florets if you now generally what i'll do is i'll cook them up I'll cook them, get them nice and soft, and it's only the florets because, guys, they generally, in my experience, are not going to be interested in the stalks. You'd have to boil them until they were soft like mush, at which point they don't really have any nutritional content left in them anyway. So the the florets of cauliflower, broccoli, um, cabbage as well, yeah, guys, they will they will devour them if you give them to them um, kind of boiled and just cooked a bit so that they're a little bit easier for them to consume. Um, zucchini and cucumbers again absolutely fantastic you can some of those you can leave in the water for quite a while actually a couple of days your goldfish will graze over them um carrots if you cook carrots or shred carrots and cook them up your goldfish will eat them they'll chew away on them again they can have some uh, some extra simple sugars but they've also got things like carotene in them and um, colorants and stuff which are 
really good because at the end of the day color in our goldfish a lot of that will come from the food that they eat as well because carotenes which make up the colors in your goldfish skin and scales they are going to be absorbed through food so food which is high in carotenes will help with the color and coloration of your goldfish and give them strong vibrant colors as well and um, lima beans and peas and different beans guys deshell them sometimes cooking them a bit can definitely help but um yeah they're gonna be full of fiber and they'll have proteins and other vitamins and minerals in them as well but really important to deshell them and yeah goldfish they love peas and um, definitely and um, dandelion greens anybody who keeps reptiles or small furry mammals and stuff they'll know the benefits of dandelion greens they're fantastic and they're full of calcium as well which can be really good for the development of your goldfish bones and and different structures in their body so really nutrient dense plant food absolutely fantastic and something again that if it's a bit young leaves really good but if you've got all their more kind of fibery leaves guys blanch them break them down and make them a little bit easier um another thing i want to mention is garlic garlic is absolutely fantastic most fish will love garlic you can buy garlic extract in like sea chem do a version of it which is really good but super potent it's super strong and you can add it into goldfish foods or soak them in it and it will make them more palatable they'll enjoy the flavor of garlic they're like myself they don't mind a bit of garlic and the other thing garlic does is it irritates parasites so it's a really good way of helping flush parasites out of your goldfish's system giving it a bit of a clear out and and making because when they're in your goldfish's system most anti-parasitic medications won't work so some foods like the thera products from new life spectrum i know that they they specifically add garlic in you can add garlic into foods you can soak any food in garlic extract guys garlic is really good for your goldfish one thing i'll say about it is if you're feeding a lot of garlic and foods of garlic into your goldfish can get stinky you can actually end up in a room that stinks of garlic so and you'll have to do your water changes it can be a little bit smelly so be be mindful of that if that's something that's going to bother you some people won't care but some people definitely will will they definitely will and if you're if you're keeping fish and you're living on tin ice like a lot of us fish keepers are where you know you want to be making sure that you're not upsetting anybody else in the household the last thing you want is a room that's stinking of garlic and um and what fish tanks and all sorts so be mindful but garlic it's absolutely fantastic and your goldfish will love it you can chop it up fine and throw it in your goldfish might eat chunks of the garlic raw um or you can just mush it all up if you use a garlic crusher mush it into a paste and mix it in with the food sometimes that makes it really easy for them to eat and they'll go crazy for it um the other thing that your goldfish will eat plant wise is pretty much most of your aquarium plants which can be an absolute nightmare it can also be really really beneficial as well so i know a lot of us keeping planted tanks it's very hard with goldfish to keep a a, a really nicely maintained aquascape with plants it's it's what killed me because i love my aquascapes and i used to be really into my aquariums which had all of the all the plants go red go green all the varieties um add your, your co2 sorry add you know all of your super high intensity lights and i was re real into the high-tech end of planted aquascapes and because I'm mainly goldfish now, I don't get to do as much because they will eat and uproot pretty much everything. Now, there's a couple of goldfish safe, and I'm doing that with kind of inverted commas plants. Real tough ones like Anubias and, and Java ferns and stuff like that. They're going to be a little bit sturdier and your goldfish won't bother with them too much. They will eat the leaves that are broken down or decaying because as they decay, the fibers become easier to 
uh, palate from them and they'll just break them down easier. So they'll nibble and eat and munch on kind of dead leaves quite readily, but um, they won't they won't leave all plants alone. Now I I use that to my advantage by adding in plants that they can eat and will eat readily that are fast grown that are not affected. Things like Elodia densa. I'll get into that a bit later on, but. It means that you can actually have food available all the time for your goldfish to graze on in the in the tank. Absolutely super. Things like water sprite and and and, and the events of which are sold in a lot of different names because your goldfish are going to love them. Really good food for your fish. Duckweed as well. Um, yeah, guys, they're going to love that food. It's really good for them to have that on standby all the time. Anyway, if you miss a feed or if you miss a couple of feeds or if for whatever reason you missed a bunch of feeds they won't go hungry they'll just turn on that f those plants and they'll they'll devour them and some of those plants are able to withstand it um so yeah they will eat your aquarium plants which is which can be a real pain now because some goldfish keepers are gonna wait want to make up their own feeds now if you want to make up your own feeds i'm not going to give you a list of the things to put in your own homemade goldfish food because it will vary over the course of your ba uh, baby goldfish to junior goldfish to adult goldfish's life will depend on what you have available locally um, foods that you're putting in they need to be fresh if you're going to want that nutrition in them because if you're getting a packet of leaves spinach leaves that like some of my stores will sell stuff from ethiopia and, and thailand and, and places like that which have lost a lot of their nutritional value by the time it reaches me that is not the same as me feeding a spinach leaf or or a mustard leaf from my back garden and breaking that up and throwing it in and just letting them munch on it because that is going to be the most nutritionally dense version of that food possible and um, so advising you on what way to feed your goldfish in terms of a homemade mix i don't want to do that because it's very hard from area to area to guarantee that what you're feeding is nutritionally complete now that said look at the food that we've listed and do your own research and you can put together a mass of these different foods to make sure that the proteins and your carbohydrates and fats and everything are there. The reason I generally don't do that, and I'll talk a little bit about the way I feed my fish later on, is because, like I said, each each element of that food is going to have its own nutritional composition. And you need to go down and look at all of those and then add them to the overall quantity of food you're feeding. So if you're feeding 8, 10, 12 different types of food, in your goldfish food and you're adding foods because oh well it's got this and it's got that you can't just do that you have to look at everything that's in that food and then add up all of that so if you're feeding a load of different types of vegetables because they all have different things do do all of those leafy greens also contain oxalic acid well then you're in trouble um all of all of the different animal and plant-based proteins that you're feeding is there too much of one or the other um, for the specific fish that you have like crying i i wouldn't be feeding him food with high animal protein content in it because he doesn't break it down as easily that's just specific to that fish his fry aren't like that it's it's just him so i'm not going to make up a homemade food just for him i've worked with a lot of other feeds and i can feed him a lot of the the, the plants that i have and he's going to do super on them he loves algae algae's a super food as well that is essentially an aquarium plant or or you know you can buy it in flaked and, and pellet format as well in um, gel formats and that is really nutritionally dense for your goldfish as well 
superfood, generally really easy for them to digest. It's got fibers, it's got proteins, it's, it's great food. And, you know, he loves that and it definitely helps clear out his system. So I try make algae available for him by increasing the amount of errors that the light's on on the tank. So that the LED Adensa, even though it's a fast grower in the tank, it gets covered in algae, which helps break down the leaves a bit and makes it more digestible. So there's a process there I'll get into later on. But guys, you can see it gets, it gets specific for different fish. Look at all the foods. If you want to make up your own home-based food, absolutely. Guys, if you're doing that, don't shun people who are, and don't shame people who are using store-bought food because I've done both over the years and I know my goldfish do just as well with a, a you know a considerable component of their diet being store-bought as long as it's a good quality food. If I mix other things in with it, they're getting a nutritionally balanced diet. You can look at my fish, you can see they're healthy, they're big, they're grown well, they've got when and guys, one thing I want to mention really briefly is that when growth is not as necessarily related to the food that you're feeding your goldfish in my experience it's more to do with water quality we're going to cover that in a future episode like i said at the start but don't feed for when when you're feeding for growth you're feeding for overall growth you're feeding for cell development rather than feeding for when growth or body growth you're feeding for cell development so that's what you think about when you're looking at protein content in your food for your fish if you're making up your homemade food again guys just try and make sure you're getting as much different things in as possible but look at the content of all of them you don't want to be loading them up with foods that are full of fat soluble vitamins or that kind of thing be careful make sure you're not feeding too much of one thing vary things up but look at all of the different components based on the information that we've talked about and do your research because what you have locally may not be on the list but it may be suitable for your goldfish and you can use it in your own food but you can supplement any of those feeds into your goldfish's diet if you're feeding pellet food flaked food or gel food you can supplement those in so for me that's what we're going to talk about next is a nutritionally balanced diet and the way i feed my goldfish to try and achieve that so that they're getting everything that they need how do i feed my goldfish i get asked that all the time now it's a little bit different from the way most people are going to feed their goldfish purely because I've worked from home for years. I have four to five hundred goldfish. I am looking after a lot of growing goldfish and I have the opportunity to do a little bit more than most people who, who don't work from home and, and don't necessarily have as much time to spend with their fish as I do. So I feed my goldfish about five, six times a day minimum. That's usually the amount of feeds that I would give in a day. And what I'll do is I'll wake up in the morning, I'll go out, I'll check on the fish. They will have already been eating. They'll have been munching away in Eladia and munching away in algae in the pond. And that's great because it means that I know that they're not hungry at any point. But they'll usually be pretty happy to come up for food anyway. So I'll give a couple of taps on the side of the pond just to make sure that they're all aware because like I said, I don't like to overfeed at any one time. I'd rather give lots of small feeds so that their intestinal bulbs aren't completely filled up and jam-packed. I'd rather give them a lot of small feeds over the course of the day. So they'll get their first feed. Usually that's a mixture of pellets. Now, normally what I'll do is I'll feed maybe a goldfish specific type pellet, a larger one. That'll usually be good for the adults. And then maybe a higher protein pellet and that will be a smaller pellet that's usually pretty good for all of the fry. 
Now, when I say fry, I just mean my young fish. I'm still calling them fried. They're like seven months old and a couple of inches long. But um, but yeah, usually they'll get a... Because they're still in such a high growth part of their development, I'll just give a smaller, higher protein food, which will give them just that little bit extra protein just for their growth needs. And the other thing is, some of the bigger females, there's inevitably going to be one or two that are preparing to breed or just after breeding in the pond, particularly around this time of year as well. So they'll definitely benefit from that higher protein content food as well. Now, because that's pellet food, because it's store-bought, I know the content of it. I can read it off the pack and I know that they're getting a nutritionally balanced diet for the best part with that. And by the time that they've already had some Eladia Densa and they've had some of the algae, pretty nutritionally balanced at this point so they'll get their breakfast after that then I'll usually a couple of hours later I'll come back I might give them a couple more pellets I'll usually give them a handful or two of duckweed now on my wetlands bog filter on the back of my pond I've essentially this year let that turn into a duckweed and string algae filter and given that a try it's working as a fine particle filter and we know how quickly duckweed grows it's an absolute scourge for a lot of people but my goldfish love it it's working out really well on the wetlands bog filter so it's just grown in on top of that in a dense mat and I just take out handfuls of that around lunchtime I'll usually give a couple of extra pellets as well just in case there's anybody who missed out early on and they'll be munching away and they'll be kind of sucking down that bit of string algae and the and that duckweed as well like a spaghetti it's 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 so funny to watch they absolutely love it and they'd be trashing about and eating it i'll come back in then a while later maybe some more pellets maybe some floating pellets because none of the fish in that pond have any issues with floating pellets and i will usually try give some sort of a leafy green or something as well now this will be the point in the day that if i'm gonna feed anything like egg or any sort of a kind of a meatier live food i'll usually give it at this point so it could be any one of the ones on the list so if i was say for example gonna feed a bit of shrimp or something i do it now i wouldn't leave it till too late in the day because i want to see that that's been eaten and consumed and now in my pond grant it's never going to be an issue because there's so many fish but i want to make sure that it's not left there to rot it doesn't get caught away or go nasty or anything like that so usually i'll try feed that stuff kind of early afternoon at the latest gives all the fish a good chance to eat it and make sure it's gone then i'll probably feed some kind of leafy greens so sometimes i'll just take one or two leaves from around the back garden that i'm grown in some of my vegetable setup so it could be a little bit of spinach not too much oxalic acid it could be some of the different types of lettuce or collards or mustard greens that i have and i can with my older fish in particular i don't have to worry about doing the blanching on that i can just mush that up between my fingers and just make it a little bit softer throw it in and i can kind of forget about it because that's going to be consumed over the course of the next day or two at the very least and sometimes it'll just be gone in no time you'll see fish running off and being chased for it and they absolutely love it they absolutely love it and then i'll come back in later on they might get some more pellets they might get some say for example um broccoli florets or peas um de-shelled and cooked stuff like that and then in the evening i tend to give them a little small bit before they go to bed so if there's anybody who kind of was kind of feeling a little bit down in themselves because sometimes you'll you'll see some of them they don't really come out over the course of the day they're feeling a bit rubbish and they just they don't put that much energy into eating over the course of the day might throw a couple of pellets in there so that they have something before they go to sleep and that way 
nothing's in there with a hungry belly overnight and there's nobody going to be nibbling on each other's tails and or fins and that for me is really important that they all feel kind of full and satisfied over the course of the day you can see i do use store-bought foods and pellet foods quite a bit and they're sinking pellets floating pellets i know that they work with the pond i know that none of the fish have issues with them and that works for me grand that works absolutely brilliantly and i can supplement that with all of the rest of the stuff that's on that list and just make sure that they're getting a nutritionally balanced diet because that's what we're looking for i know that the pellets have most of the stuff they need but i give them all that other stuff just to make sure they have everything they need and also they've got variety and sometimes what i'll do is if i've got a breeding female who's producing thousands of eggs and is after getting a beep bit beating up or if i've got younger goldfish in there what i might do is i might throw in some really high protein pellets designed for kind of more carnivores and cichlids and stuff like that or discus and sometimes i'll just throw them in just for a change sometimes i'll, I'll take an alternative pellet from you know either the sturgeon pellets or the cichlid pellets or the tropical pellets and i'll throw them in just for a change for the fish i don't see it ca as causing any issues whatsoever because it's not what they get all the time but they don't have any issues with it when they do get it they seem to enjoy it they do have taste buds so like you know like yourself like myself we don't want to be eating the same thing all the time and i'm sure they don't either so they always seem to really enjoy feeding time they get excited about their food and nothing gets left behind there's no food gets left get wasted and ends up getting sucked into the filter and just rotting away so that's the way I generally feed my fish and it works really well for me. I've got super high growth rates. People are always asking me, what do I feed for when growth? And you know, I don't feed anything in particular. I have fish that I've fed predominantly on store-bought foods and they've had really good when growth. Like I said before, I think it's more about clean water, but I'll probably discuss that in a future episode. And it works. It works for me doesn't work for me but all my fish I wouldn't be able to keep all my fish in that pond with that same routine the likes of Krang like I said he needs more of that vegetable protein he needs more plant protein if he has a lot of animal protein he's going to be upside down very very quickly because he he just doesn't seem to digest it well and that's why he's in with the discus faster metabolism the discus gets fed separately from him I'm able to manage that I leave the lights on for a long amount of time on that tank every day so that the LED adensa which is growing that is covered in algae and then Crank comes along he eats that the algae is kind of break it's not breaking down the leaves underneath but because those leaves aren't getting enough sunlight they kind of they die back a little bit which causes them to break down essentially and makes them just even easier for them to eat and the Crank will be if even if I wasn't to feed him, he'd still be pumping out big long green poos because he's eating all that algae, eating the yellow diadensa, and he does much, much better when he's eating a lot of that stuff and a lot of plant protein in his diet. So I make sure that he gets those and also slow sinking pellets, but no floating pellets because he would be upside down in an instant. So that's why he's not out on the pond anymore. I'd love to have him back out there. He's just a bit too fragile. And that's why I said multiple times, guys, your fish, their individuals, not all are going to be the same. Some will be much sturdier than others. Some will be much more fragile and they just need that little bit of extra TLC. So what I'm doing, it works for me. I like the idea of feeding multiple times a day, small amounts, 
not overloading that intestinal bulb and just keeping the fish, you know, happy because they love eating their goldfish. They'd be snacking all day. And that's what I do first thing in the morning, last thing in the evening and multiple times throughout the day. Give them their little snacks, make sure that they're well looked after. And, you know, like I said, not everybody's going to be able to do that. If you're working and you're busy or you're away or whatever, you're not going to be able to feed six times a day. That's just the way it is. I'm not always able to. If I'm if I'm not able to, I'm not home. At least I know by having plants like the Elodiodensa and the algae and stuff in, in the ponds and in the tanks, my fish are not going to go hungry. They're never hungry. They're always turning around and eating something. If I don't feed my fish for three or four hours, they will be munching away on the side of the pond where all the algae is. They've pretty much stripped it actually at this point, even though they're getting fed a lot, just because I think they're just really enjoying that fresh algae growth now that there's a little bit more sunlight hitting the walls of the pond. All that new fresh algae growth, yeah, they're just munching away in it. And find that the older goldfish, the larger goldfish won't maybe nibble on that as much. The smaller goldfish, they'll eat anything. They'll be in every corner looking for everything. So yeah, it just depends, guys. Do what you can. If you want to feed them more times a day and you're not around, you can always look into an automatic fish feeder. But like I said before, I'm just always cautious because I've had them dump so much food into tanks and tanks go nasty that I'd actually set that up for a day or two and see what way that's working over a bowl before I'd put it onto a tank. I've just had issues with them in the past and I'm just a little bit hesitant to put it straight onto a pond or tank and expect it to work out perfectly. I just want to keep an eye on it and see how much food it's feeding compared to what you'd normally feed over, you know, on each feeding and then over the course of a couple of feeds over a few days. So that's the way, that's what I've done in recent times and I found it worked quite well. I tested my koi feeder over a big bowl and at the end of the day I was like, oh, whoa, that's that's far too much. That's far too much. Reduced it back, got it right. And now as the summer's going on, I'll be able to increase that amount back to where it was and I know that I'm getting them everything that they need because as that water is starting to increase in temperature, the amount that they require is going to go up and that's something worth known as well. When I have my pond up 23, 24 degrees over the winter, I actually needed to feed more than I do now because it's about 16 degrees. The warmer temperatures, they have their metabolisms burning hotter, they're running faster, and they're, that food's just moving through them quicker, and they won't get the nutrients they need out of it if the, the food's moving quicker and they're still getting the same amount. It's not in there as long, so you need to feed them more regularly or a little bit more but again try not swell up that intestinal bulb too much but that's the way i feed my goldfish works out well and you know what you what's what's going to work for you will work for you you may have to try a couple of different things but if you're feeding one today i'd recommend maybe increase that and you might see a decrease especially if you've got multiple goldfish in nipped fins or dead goldfish or anything like that if that's something you've been experiencing and lethargic goldfish that are just kind of sitting there on the bottom doing nothing because they'll fill up their bellies, they'll swell up their intestinal bulb massive and they'll barely be able to do anything and they'll be all blocked up and then by the time they poop that all out they still have hours of hunger to go through so feed them in the morning, feed them in the evening and if you have the opportunity to you can feed them another couple of times a day but make sure that if you're going to increase your feeds you increase your cleaning and 
your maintenance on your on your ponds or your aquariums and your water changes as well so guys if if you're feeding extra food into the tank because the water's starting to get warm or into the pond because the water's starting to get warm you're putting more food in you're gonna need to increase the volume of your water changes as your fish are getting bigger they're consuming more food they're making more waste you need to increase the volume of your water changes if your fish get bigger and you're feeding more and you keep your water change the same it doesn't have the same effect on the overall body of water you're not removing as many of those waste nutrients so it's worth bearing in mind i think because you want to make sure that there's balance and it stays balanced and it won't stay balanced if you just keep on feeding more and more and more and they get bigger and bigger and bigger and you're still doing the same maintenance you were doing when they were small fish think about it that doesn't work out you need to do more cleaning with older fish and bigger fish and as you're feeding more so that's the way i do my feeds works out really 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 well for me and i think you know what i think definitely at this point let's discuss the swim bladder briefly because the way we feed our fish the function of the swim bladder they're related and i I think it's time that we clear up a couple of the aspects that people kind of often get confused about because peas aren't a cure for swim bladder disease but they can help in scenarios where the slim ba- swim bladder is being affected by digestive discomfort. So let's talk a little bit about the swim bladder. Your goldfish's swim bladder. It's something that as fancy goldfish keepers will all have heard of or as goldfish keepers in general will all have heard of. But it's often misunderstood. And, you know, the general consensus is, oh, if you feed peas, it will help with swim bladder disorder. Now, let's talk about what the swim bladder is, its function how it works, why it's there, and the role of food in relation to it in our goldfish's diet, because it is really important to understand how it works, why it works, and the effect of food. So that we're, if we're going to diagnose a swim bladder disorder, that's what we're diagnosing and that we're correct so that we can treat it properly. Now, the swim bladder is essentially, it's a thin-walled sac. It's in the front of your fish's abdomen, and it's located up beside the esophagus so remember we've got the mouth we've got the pharynx where the pharyngeal teeth are and then it, the food gets pushed back into the esophagus which squeezes out water now the swim bladder that's connected to the esophagus by the pneumocystic duct then the pneumocystic duct is then connected all the way up to your goldfish's gills and it's lined with just loads of veins there's loads of blood vessels there and what it does is it transports air from the gills so oxygen goes from the water into the gills down through all these blood vessels and it then goes through the pneumocystic duct and up to the swim bladder now when it gets to the swim bladder that oxygen then can pass out and fill up this air sac now if your fish wants to go higher up in the water and maintain buoyancy there there's less volume of water pressure on it so to maintain its level there it needs an extra bit of air in it if it wants to decrease and drop lower it needs to release some of that air think about a submarine they'll fill the tanks with air and that will allow them to rise up and they'll drop some of that air release some of that air so that they can sink down it's like that that's a swim bladder in your goldfish Now, how does the air get back out of the sack so that it can drop down and lower itself in the water volume and maintain a neutral buoyancy? Well, 
it doesn't just go back out through the veins or the blood vessels and up to the gills. That actually passes out through the pneumocystic duct and into the esophagus. So it's tiny amounts of air or gas that actually goes out. Now remember earlier on we talked about how your goldfish and particularly fancy goldfish can be predisposed to getting blocked guts. If you feed your goldfish a load of food and you swell up its intestinal bulb to four times its normal size and it's finding it difficult to pass that out of its caudal intestine and it's it's going to sit there and it's going to block up your goldfish. Now your goldfish, they're used to food passing through them quite quickly. So especially if they've got food that's stuck and they're not able to pass it because there's not enough fiber in their diet, say for example. Well, your goldfish, your fancy goldfish in particular, might be predisposed to that. If they're blocked up, the gas that's trying to pass from the pneumocystic duct back out of the swim bladder into the esophagus, that might not be able to go anywhere, which means the swim bladder can't deflate properly. Now, that for me is a feed issue. That's a digestive issue for me. It's That's happening because of the digestion not occurring quick enough or the food not passing out quick enough or there's not enough fiber. So that can be controlled through diet. That's why people often feed deshelled peas because they'll help clear out your goldfish. You can also use things like a certain amount of there's certain types of salts that will work and they'll help clear out your goldfish's gut and you know they'll work and they'll clear things out what's happened is you're allowing the gas to leave that by clearing out your goldfish's digestive tract that is something that definitely works and i know i've had fish before where i've had to use quite a bit of you know quite frequently give them epsom salt dips to help clear out their system because through a certain point in their growth their intestinal tract was much more prone to blockages even with a high fiber diet so and some of those fish grew out of that some of those fish didn't but i'd always do it to give the fish the chance and like that they'd end up floating not because there was food rotting in their system but because the food that was in them even though it was well balanced and everything they just couldn't clear it quick enough so it was preventing their pneumocystic duct from releasing that gas back into the esophagus and they were floating as a result and that would usually cause your fish to float up to the top because it's got extra gas built up there that's just causing your fish to float now one thing that i'll say is you might see your fish floating a different way or sunk that it can't get up off the bottom of the aquarium or it's stuck on its side that for me would generally tend to be actual swim bladder disorder and very unlikely to be related to the food so your goldfish's swim bladder is a thin walled sac that can allow gas to pass through if that gets infected if that gets bacterial infection if that gets a virus if that gets covered in mucus or if that gets tough or rigid that won't be able to expand and contract it's like a balloon if that can't expand and contract it's going to cause issues for your goldfish so that can happen as a result of disease that can happen as a result of bacterial or viral infection changing the food won't fix that at all it will do nothing for it you need to treat the goldfish with medication there are some swim bladder treatments it's not the same as feeding and clearing your goldfish's system out and getting its gut cleared that's going to be bacteria it's going to be antivirals and might be broad spectrum and that's designed to reduce the mucus and treat the bacteria and get rid of what's going on with the swim bladder itself 
nothing to do with the pneumocystic duct as such being blocked by food. So I think now with that in mind, it's worth looking at what's happening with your fish if they're floating or anything like that. If they're floating up at the top, right guys, try them, try clear them out and get them clear. But they're, if they're having constant issues with it and you're feeding them a, a diet which is high in fiber and we know now the the way fiber works in the diet of your goldfish, if that is in their diet and they don't have lots of like complex carbohydrates and they've got food that they can easily break down it's not full of air you've tried all that stuff and they're still floating it's most likely swim bladder which will then need to be treated um for bacteria or virus or something like that instead so that would require medication and it won't be fixed by food alone so swim bladder disorder itself is when the swim bladder is affected and it can't inflate or deflate and regulate the buoyancy of your goldfish it is not the same as a goldfish having a blocked up intestinal tract which is preventing some gas from escaping so for me they're two different things a nutritionally balanced diet will prevent your goldfish generally from suffering from that but if you have a really fancy goldfish that either throughout its life or at some point in its life is predisposed to food getting caught up in it you may need to treat them a little bit to help prevent that floating and sinking from occurring just to make sure that they are healthy and they're they're comfortable and that they don't end up with a swim bladder issue because of the fact that that can't be deflated as necessary because if it is constantly a case that the swim bladder can't be deflated as necessary that can't possibly be good for your goldfish either so and it's going to make them really uncomfortable it's going to make them stressed out they could be upside down so it's really easy for them to flip and get disorientated and swim around and bang into things and injure themselves. So make sure you're feeding that nutritionally balanced diet, try food, clear them out, peas and stuff like that. But any high fiber diet will generally work. But if you can't achieve results with that, guys, you may need to treat them with medication. So that's the swim bladder and how it's affected by food in your goldfish's system really important to note and um like that a lot of misconceptions and just misunderstanding of it but now you know so that's it that's the swim bladder and goldfish that's how it works we're not going to treat swim bladder disorder with food we're going to prevent it from being affected by blockages as such so we're going to clear the goldfish out but a good nutritionally balanced diet will hopefully take care of that but sometimes you'll just have fish that are a little bit more sensitive they'll need a little bit more tlc so that's it guys that is today's podcast really want to say just say thanks to everybody who's listened in who's on the social media who's sending me messages and if you've got questions remember like i said i'm on anchor you can hit me up the joy of aquascaping you can leave me a voice message and i can include it in the podcast and yeah let's let's continue the conversation i'm going to be trying to do this every week I'm still kind of working full-time. I've been really fortunate with COVID-19 that it's still business as usual for me. I work from home, which gives me a lot of opportunities to look after my fish in a way that I know a lot of people don't when they're working and they're out and about all the time, busy schedule. So I know I can do a lot with my fish that other people can't. But like that, I just want to share my experience with you. So if you are interested in anything to do with fish keeping or goldfish or anything like that, let me know. Hit me up on Anchor. I'm also available on Breaker. Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Republic, Spotify, and usually what I'll do is I'll include a blog post on my website, thejoyofaquascaping.com, that will have a little bit more information about what I discussed 
And yeah, it'll have all that information there. So you can hit that up as well. Loads of other blog posts. And I've got the Instagram and the YouTube, the Joy of Aquascaping as well. So you can check those all out. And guys, I just want to say I'm I'm based in Ireland in the countryside. I'm very aware of what's going on at the moment, particularly in the States, worldwide. I just want to say Black Lives Matter. I am a supporter here. The Joy of Aquascaping is supporting everything you're doing. These protests are not just important they're absolutely necessary and you know i can't believe as somebody who was involved in the defense forces my background was i was in the military for nine years and i have riot patrol training done i've got all those things done i am experienced and all that stuff and guys what i'm hearing and seeing on the news and our news feeds may be a little bit less biased than they are in some countries so i feel i'm getting a good view of what's happening and what i'm seeing from law enforcement is absolutely disgusting from the very institutions that you're supposed to be able to trust to look after you it's absolutely disgraceful these are n this is not okay black lives matter and i just want to say here at the joy of aquascaping supporting everything that you're doing stay safe look after each other look after the people around you it's getting worse by the day and it's it's really really bad and i just want to say look after each other stay safe i'll be doing this hopefully weekly i'm just doing this for my own home and in my spare time like i said really fortunate i'm just not being affected too much by covid in that i always work from home anyway and yeah i'm gonna be trying to put this out there kind of a little safe haven for anybody who just wants to learn about fish keep and talk about fish keeping and I know, look, at the end of the day, it's relatively inconsequential in terms of what's going on in the world. But just want you to know, support everything you're doing to make sure that equality is there. And it's going to take a long time, but just look after each other, stay safe, take care. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. So that's me, Greg, with the joy of aquascaping, fish feeding in general. And yeah, I hope it helps. So hit me up if you've got any questions. Let me know what you're interested in hearing. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. Take care, folks.